can feel it down in my plums. When I hear a sound, a rap at the door, my young son Gabriel walks in. My wife says, no, baby, don't leave. I say, no, let the boy walk. Let the boy walk. Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Let the boy watch. Welcome back to Let the Boys Watch, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Great Productions. I'm going to be close. My name is Robbie, and tis the season, as the kids are saying. It's holiday season. Happy Hanukkah to our Jewish friends out there and our Jewish listeners. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, Yeah, today we'll be talking about the 1988 action thriller Die Hard. Directed by John McTiernan, starring Bruce Willis, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedelia, and the God, the GOAT, Reginald Vell Johnson, a.k.a. Carl <laughs> Winslow, a.k.a. Family Matters, a.k.a. Take a Hike, Urkel. <laughs> Alongside me, it's a good friend of, and one of our co-hosts, Cousin Benny. How you doing? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. And alongside <laughs> us, one of our good friends and our co-hosts as well, Ryan. Ryan, how are you? Robbie. Bubby. I'm <laughs> your white knight. <laughs> hey, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, like so Robbie said, uh, this is Let the Boys Watch. And we typically do watch movies that one or all of us haven't seen and shockingly shockingly both Robbie and Benny have never seen Die Hard before uh, I think they both saw like a little but did never fully watched it I of course have watched it numerous times because again if we haven't figured it out already I'm a huge dork and I stay home and watch movies all the time so one please send us an email ltbwpodcast at gmail.com let us know do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie is it not is it amazing what did we miss what should we watch next week any of those things would be fantastic maybe you listen to an old episode and you want to tell us we're idiots because we gave it a bad plum score tell us that too ltbwpodcast at gmail.com we love getting emails we had a nice awesome long one I think last episode or two episodes ago from our good friend Kenny we've gotten a number of uh, emails from other friends and supporters so please send us one Uh, you can follow us on Instagram too if you're too lazy to open your email client send us a DM there very easy to do let the boys watch pod Um, I don't know we also do votes normally I mean this month we're kind of just doing what we want the last week we'll probably do a vote on the Friday for a couple classic Christmas movies. Uh, but again, this week we did Die Hard. Is it a Christmas movie? Maybe. We'll find it's out. Old. We'll find out. That's what they call a tease. So um, before we kind of get into the movie, I'd love to know, since both of you have never seen it, you must have had obviously some knowledge of it just because of you know its position in the uh zeitgeist of america or something but you know what'd you guys think going into this was this something you always wanted to watch robbie what would what, what were you thinking going into this 
Yeah, I think it was something I always wanted to watch, but I just never got around to it. <clears throat> you know, I had other things to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know why I never really watched it. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, you know, that big of a Bruce Willis fan. I don't know if I felt like watching it. I'm, I'm, I'm very particular and I'm very, I'm very strange. So there's a bunch of reasons why I probably didn't watch it out of stubbornness, laziness, procrastination, just a bunch of things. But it was right in my wheelhouse. You know, I'm kind of upset that I, this is the first time I watched it. Obviously there's bits and pieces that you see a uh, bunch of famous lines from this movie. Uh, obviously it's an iconic movie. So it's a, you know, it spawned off into what four or five movies, a big franchise, I think. So yeah. Um, disappointed that I didn't get around to it, but happy that we started this podcast. So I'm able to watch it. Annie, what about yeah. you? I would say I'm the same way. Like I could be stubborn about not watching things if I haven't watched them for a while. And I was definitely like that with this movie. Um, when I think of an eighties action movie, I think of something super cheesy, um, especially with Bruce Willis in it. So I kind of, that was my mindset I was going into this movie with. Um, I thought I actually had seen more of it. I really hadn't seen any of it except the ending because there's that, you know, cool little fun fact about the ending, which I'm sure we'll get to during the course of this, this show. We don't have to spoil it now. Um, but yeah, I was expecting just kind of a cheesy movie and some loose tie into Christmas because of that age old debate that we're going to be having later on. But yeah, it did not have high hopes for this movie. Not that I didn't want to watch it, but I, this wasn't one of the ones I was looking forward to the most. Wow. Now, quick question before we move on. When you guys, and I know you're both stubborn and I'm a stubborn asshole too. When multiple people tell you to do something, do you decide that I'm not going to do it to fuck everybody? <laughs> I think like yeah, Robbie always talks about where you start hearing all these like, this is the best this, it's the best that. You're always going to be disappointed once like five to ten people start telling you that you're going in with expectations that are way too high right and so yeah a lot of times with movies when people are like oh my god have you not seen this you know i've heard that a million times it's the best movie ever it's the best this ever i'm always like you know what it can't be that good whatever i'm not gonna watch it and then yeah it just kind of snowballs and here i am 40 years almost after the movie came out watching for the first time yeah and it spawned uh, a very popular podcast called let the boys watch there you go sometimes stubbornness pays off <laughs> what about you, Do you are you uh a thick head like me well you know uh based off our friendship i'm not a thick head i'm not you know stubborn at all uh <laughs> <laughs> no i'm extremely stubborn uh i'll i'll sometimes just do things out of spite for if people tell me to watch something or you got to see this you got to see that I'll, i i just won't do it um it's a gift and a curse i guess my entire life but yeah i'm very stubborn um but like benny said it's more all, along the lines of like all right you guys are hyping this up this movie uh any other movie you're just hyping it up for an extended period of time and i'm just not gonna i'm just not gonna watch it maybe because i want to be cool and be like yeah no i never saw that i'm too cool for that you know, I'd I'd rather watch Wolf of Wall Street eighty five times in a row than watch you know any other movie. So, <laughs> yeah, it's just just my stubbornness. Um, like I said, uh, very thick headed and very stubborn. So, um, most of the time I'm just doing it out of spite. But uh, look look at the spitefulness. Like Benny said, the spitefulness uh, has spawned a highly successful, 
hundreds of views on YouTube podcasts that we have. That's right. Um, all right. I love it. Uh, why don't we do? Let's. Do what about you? Oh, I'm a stubborn asshole. I'll definitely not do things on purpose to spite people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Let the boy spite. That's all right. I I definitely have softened in the the last few years, but I would. There was years that I would purposefully not do things just because people told me to do it. So, well, I don't know if I told the story on this podcast, but I was that way about the Harry Potter books. Yeah. And um, one of my friends in high school was like all about Harry Potter. And I don't know if you remember, Ryan, but when the sixth book came out, the big death in the book leaked. And it like they like took a screenshot of the death and I yep. sent it to this person. Oh, like such an ass. Now that's a piece of shit. It really was such a piece of shit move. And like I ended up then like later on, maybe five years later, reading the books. Yeah. And I texted the person and I was like, I am so sorry that I did that to you. Like I've just caught up to that point in the books. And I'm like, I'm, I was such an asshole. So yeah, definitely a spiteful piece of shit a lot of the time. Yeah. I never did anything that vile, but I, the, I, I, just... I didn't, I didn't understand the gravity of it. I was yeah. like, Oh, it's Harry Potter. Like really like, come on. Like it can't, it's not that serious. Uh, I fucked serious up. Serious black. Shout out. Yeah. No, do you remember that video where that guy was driving around to the bookstores and yelling it at people? <laughs> no. Oh my god, I'll send you that. It's the <laughs> fucking best. Um, don't spoil it for Robbie because we do have to do Harry Potter one of these days with him. Uh, <laughs> can't wait. I might, I might have to fake my death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this isn't a Harry Potter podcast yet. Um, so let's. I think we should do overall impressions, plum scores, and then argue about if this is a christmas movie or not what do you think sounds good all right perfect does anyone want to go first with overall impressions uh why don't you go first all right um i love this movie it is one of my favorites um it's just a perfect action movie that's not like so there's a lot of good action movies that i really like and i let me say good in quotes there's a lot of bad action movies that i really like um from the 80s and 90s that are just fucking awful but i absolutely love them this is actually a good movie um i think a big reason for that is the the main villain is not a goddamn cheese ball so alan rickman like brings such like for lack of a better word gravity to this role that just makes it so good bruce willis is amazing fucking Reginald Vell Johnson, amazing. Uh, I really, really like this movie. It's a great mix of comedy and nostalgia for me every time I watch it. Um, I definitely watch it at least once a year, typically around this time of year. Intent. And um, yeah, I, I very much enjoy this movie. The sequels, I would say two and Three and four are also very enjoyable. I think five, if I remember correctly, or what like the last two are kind of weren't great. But I mean, two is good. And then I think it's three that also has Samuel L. Jackson in it and they're in New York Ooh. City. So yeah, three is that one. This Fantastic. Man, a a diehard podcast. Uh, we can. I'll do it. I'll watch fucking all of them. Um, but yeah. 
I, I really like this movie a lot. It's one of my favorites just in general. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with the nostalgia and the, the fact that I've watched it for, I don't know, like 30 years, <laughs> at like at least once a year. So, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. Riley? Um, yeah, overall impressions, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I maybe didn't like it as much as Ryan did, uh, but, you know, that's why we have this podcast. I thought it was a great action movie, especially for for the 80s. I mean, obviously, it's late 80s, but I thought it was very good, very well done. Pacing was great. I enjoyed that. Like I said, I enjoyed the uh, the action scenes. Um, like you said, I think to have a villain like Hans Gruber, you know, not your typical villain, but like a, definitely a, a psychopath, but not, the, not, not in a crazy, you know, psychopathic way i guess i mean even though it's classy stupid to psycho. say classy psycho yeah you know shoot you right in the head for no reason kind of psycho <laughs> um but yeah i mean he was alan rickman was fantastic and like you said reginald bell johnson and bruce willis obviously you know bruce willis is made for these type of movies uh definitely getting a pulp fiction and uh fifth element vibe from him in this movie uh you just your quintessential action action hero uh so i thought that was good i i honestly I I thought I was going to be cheesed out, but there wasn't a lot of a lot of cheese in 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 this '80s movie for me. Um, yeah, obviously graphics and stuff like that, special effects. What can it was good for for the time, so I'm not going to dock at any points with that. But yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by the pacing. I thought it was good direction. Like you said, there's a few iconic uh, lines in this movie that are still said to this day, um, and I thought everybody everybody you know acted well in this movie. Uh, obviously I have a few that I really couldn't fucking stand and I'll talk <laughs> about that. Uh, my least favorite character, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Do I think it's a Christmas movie? Uh, eh, stay tuned. Uh, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I'm actually gonna say that I was like super surprised with how good the movie was. Like it was a good movie. It wasn't like, Oh, this is a good action movie. Like I'll take it for what it is. I had fun watching it. Like I thought it was a good movie. Um, so I was really surprised, you know, like Robbie said, like 80 CGI, whatever. Like I'm not, like you said, I'm not going to dock at points for that, but I was completely surprised with how good of a movie it was. Like there was no, like you guys said, the main villain wasn't like a doof that like made stupid mistakes and like just one dimensional. Um, the damsel in distress, John's wife was like, actually a character and like yeah. she, she was like fleshed out and like wasn't just like oh my god i need help you need to save me she like had that like kind of cunning side to her i like that um just overall like i felt like a lot of thought was put into the movie robbie said pacing was good um it just it just felt like a good movie to me you know there were so many different layers to it um you know i loved the john mcclain uh and the Al Powell relationship like that was just fantastic. Um, yeah, there, there was so much to it that I was just surprised by. And I was like really happy that I actually finally watched this movie. Nice. You want to give your plum score? Yeah. So <clears throat> I don't know what I wanted to give this movie right off the bat. Like I was toying with a pretty high grade and I was thinking about like Terminator and Terminator 2. I honestly 
<laughs> I honestly think it's better than both of those movies. I, it just felt like a more complete movie to me. So I ended up with an 8.5 um, just because for the genre, it's like a standard bearer. Like it, like if every action movie put this much thought into it, it would be such a better genre and it wouldn't be like, I, I'm kind of interested in like the John Wick movies. Like I hope we get to those at some point. Cause I kind of feel like that might kind of be like a spiritual successor to these movies. Um, but yeah, no, 8.5. I just thought as far as action movies go, like this might be like as good as it gets. The movie featuring Jack Nicholson and Helen Hunt. As good as it gets. And Greg, yeah. Yeah, and Greg Kinnear. <laughs> Fantastic film. Uh, Robbie, you want to go or you want me to go? Um, I can go. Just go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so like I said before, the pacing was good. Like I felt like, what, 15, 20 minutes? You know, you, you, you get to get introduced to the couple of characters, the main characters, and then boom, we're, we're right into it. You know, we're ready to go. You know, Hans and the boys pull up in the, in, in the truck and they're ready to rock and roll. Uh, so, you know, right from there, it, the, the entire movie was just, you know, action packed. And I enjoyed that. Like Bruce Willis was there just trying to, you know, wash up. And then all of a sudden he's, he's got the gun and he's, he's all over the place trying to kill everybody. He's in vents. He's falling down elevator shafts. He's blowing people to bits. He's got glass in his foot. So I loved it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not going to say outlandish shit that Benny just said that it's better <laughs> than Terminator 2. Absolutely not. But it is a quintessential action thriller. And I could see where, you know, this movie, you know, action movies in the future took from this movie. And I think that this is what you want in an action movie. You know, like Benny said, you got the the great characters, even like you said, even uh, John's wife, she, like you said, she wasn't a damsel in distress. She she was great in this movie, and she had a, she like written well and she acted well, and you know she made it believable. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go a little bit lower than Benny, so I'm gonna go uh, eight point four for my plums. I think too, like one of the things I loved was he like the first thing he does is like leave and like gets out of the situation like the whole first half of the movie he's like hiding and like trying to figure out what to do and he's not like going in guns blazing and i'm not going to say you know it felt real because how real could this movie be but it was a little bit more grounded in reality that he was kind of like plotting his way and wasn't just going like balls to the wall as soon as like shit started going down nice um yeah and i think my score is obvious is going to be higher than both of yours. And I think most of that, the difference is again, the fact that I've been watching it for 25 years or however long it's been when I first was able to see it. Um, and it's funny you guys bring up Terminator <clears throat> because that was one of the movies where I was like, do I like this better than Terminator? I don't know. Like kind of, but no, that's stupid. I can't like it better than Terminator 2. That's fucking crazy. But I like it, I think, equally on a numeric scale, not necessarily that it's all of it is better than T2 or all of T2 is better. So I'm going to give it the exact same score as Terminator 2 in 9.3. Um, I kind of was like, when I first was thinking about it, I was like, oh man, this is fucking high. Like, do I give this a 10? Do I give this my first 10? 
and then I came back to reality a little bit. Um, you know, there's it's I fucking love it, but it's not better than some of these, you know, prestige dramas and stuff like that. But nine point three, very high. Um, when you when you just started talking about your score, I saw yeah. a little twinkle in your eye. I was like, oh my god, is this the ten? I thought <laughs> about it. it. I, it was. The, <laughs> it was definitely on my mind and I really thought about doing it. Um, and then I kind of like, this was last night when I was thinking about it. And then I kind of came back down a little bit. Um, but it's up there, man. We'll see. Maybe at the plummies, maybe I'll adjust. <laughs> um, so, all right, good. I'm good. Well, I'm super happy you guys enjoyed it. That's always my curiosity is always peaked when, you know, it's a movie, especially you both haven't seen, but I'm always like, Ooh, I hope Robbie and Benny like it. Like, you know, it's like it would suck if you just are like, look, this is stupid. And I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> um, but I think we should talk about the age old question. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So. I don't know how to do this. It kind of seems based on your statement before, Robbie, but you have tricked me before. Is it a Christmas movie, Robbie? I don't know. I, I was thinking about this while I was watching it. I didn't. Yeah. I think for me, Christmas movies like Santa has to be involved some way okay. or another. Uh, yeah, it took place on Christmas Eve. Yeah, they had, you know, one of my favorite Christmas songs of all time. Uh, Christmas in Hollis. I was getting pumped about that. But I mean. I, no, I don't. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Um okay. I don't know why. I like. I would love to hear your opinion because I don't really know why people would think it's a Christmas movie. Um, it didn't really have. Like, I need nostalgia. I like Home Alone. Please, Christmas movie. Home Alone too. Christmas movie. Uh, Elf. I mean, stuff like that really gets me going. So my criteria might be different than a lot of people, but I definitely think that you know I need Santa involved. I need some snow. Uh, Christmas in LA doesn't do it for me. Sorry, Benny. I, 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 I don't, I couldn't do it. Uh, it would feel so weird for me, but uh, yeah, I need snow. I need Santa. Uh, and I didn't get that in this movie. I got, I got the, the, the Christmas music, but I didn't get the Christmas feeling when I'm watching it. So that's why I'd have to say it's not some, you know, I'm not Mr. Wizard doing experiments here. I mean, it's just, it's a lame, you know, detailed excuse for me, but I don't think it's a Christmas movie. Benny. I say no, it is not a Christmas movie. It is a movie that takes place during Christmas. Um, and I think it, it it is on the line of being a Christmas movie uh, because of the music. It's actually kind of, I don't know if the score, I don't know if the score had Christmas music in it, but it had that feeling of like having that background of Christmas music. Um, the thing that it didn't have that it needed to be a Christmas movie was a Christmas lesson. Like you had to take home that Kevin McAllister lesson that like, I really need my family. Yes, you had it with the John and his wife um, where they kind of reconciled at the end, but it wasn't because of Christmas. Christmas didn't teach them that lesson. Hans Gruber taught them that lesson that they really did love each other. This The story was more about the attack on the building than it had to do with Christmas. Um, so I have to say, no, it is a movie that takes place during Christmas, it is not a Christmas movie. 
Um, so by your logic, then Home Alone is also not a Christmas movie because it's about an attack on a building. <laughs> but but that it, it was not. I see what you're trying to do to me. But it is a Christmas movie. It is marketed as a Christmas movie. It has Jingle Bell Rock in it. It has Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. It's this a has Christmas, Christmas songs in it. That's Christmas presents. Nobody's it has Christmas, Someone got a Christmas present. Yeah, they got Christmas presents in this movie. Who did? I don't know. People. <laughs> what, that fucking Just that, line of, that line of coke on on the <laughs> desk was the Christmas present. That is true. That's a good Christmas present. It was, you guys said you wanted snow. There was snow. <laughs> snow <laughs> in L.A. on Christmas. The word Christmas is said, I think, 18 times or ref Christmas is referenced 18 times. It takes place on Christmas. There's lessons learned like a don't rob a building when Bruce Willis is around. <laughs> B. Don't rob a building if you're German. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, but those aren't those aren't Christmas Christmas lessons. That could be that could be a lesson any day of the week. Yeah, but it happened on Christmas, so so hey, yeah. You can, what happens if it happened on can, Flag Day? Then it's a Flag Day movie. <laughs> so, all right, let's let's see this. This is going to tell us all we need to know. What when was this movie released? Because it also it also it was over the summer. It has to be released during the Christmas season. To be a Christmas movie, because then you're really going all in. That's what I'm saying. Like you have the Christmas machine behind you. Yeah. Christmas you need in big, July. You need. I don't big know. Christmas. I mean, plenty of holiday-related movies are released, and not just Christmas, but a lot of holiday movies, like Halloween. There's Halloween movies released all year long. There's Christmas movies released. There was no. There was no mention of Honda Days. There was no Happy Honda Days in the movie. There's no Toyotathon in the <laughs> That's movie. True. No way. So none of those things in an elf or Christmas story or it it predates Honda Days. Nothing predates Honda Days. (laughs) No, I I I I, it's right on the line for me, but I gotta take a stand and say no. Because then you're saying anything that happens in December around Christmas be, then becomes like a, a Christmas movie. And I want that Christmas movie circle to be tight. I want it to be tight. I want it to be classics. I like this. I could watch this movie in August and not feel weird about it. Like, I think you guys are mentioning about how if you listen to Christmas music any time of the year, but December, it sucks. If you watch Die Hard any time of the year, you're not, you're not going to say it sucks. And I, you know, there are the upper echelon of Christmas movies. Like you could watch Home Alone any time of the year, but it hits different with the, with the chestnuts roasting on an open fire and you wrapping presents. I never I mean, watched uh, like Home Alone and Elf other than Christmas. Like I said, it, it would be, it's too weird for me. So I agree with this one. I'd watch it and not, you know, obviously Christmas is, is in the, in the background, but I would never be like, I need to watch Die Hard in December because it's Christmas. I can watch, like you said, I can watch Die Hard April, May, June, July, um, and just watch it as an action movie and not a Christmas movie. So yeah, you need the lessons. You need old man Marley finally fucking meeting his family, hugging in the, in the middle of a Christmas morning in a winter storm. Saved his family and was hugging his wife and got to see his kids. Yeah, 
That's because he got a fucking terrorist attack. Old Man Molly <laughs> was a Christmas yeah, spirit. Yeah, he won. Yeah, but he he could have been terrorized. Uh, Old on Man Molly was the terrorist. Arbor Day. He said some things he didn't want to say to his son, and he didn't speak to him for five years or whatever it was. If, if you keep on going on this path, I'm going to Old Man Molly you, and we're not going to speak for 10 years. <laughs> if John McLean used a decorative candy cane to knock somebody out, Christmas movie. Yeah. So that's the requirement. It's part of it. Wow. It's part of it. It's a bad requirement. If John McCain wrapped McLean, John McCain, geez, rest in peace. <laughs> if John McLean was wrapping C4 in little Christmas boxes and was handing them out like fucking, you know, a secret Santa Christmas movie. <laughs> he taped the gun on his back with Christmas tape. Oh, good point. Good point. Yeah. Boom roasted. Close. That's like a half a point. Still if he would have said, if he would have shot him and said, Merry Christmas, fucker, Christmas movie. Yeah. Keep the change, you filthy German fuck. <laughs> Christmas movie. Hey, and Santa originated in Germany. Santa Claus. There you go. German influence. Mm. Um, I love Alan Rickman, but maybe the worst German accent of all time. Can we agree with that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Where are my detonators? <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll agree to disagree on that. I we want your emails. Please email us, DM us. Is it a Christmas movie? We got three weeks left before Christmas. We want your opinion on it. Yeah, let us know. And your best German accent too. Voice note us. <laughs> we will a hundred percent play it on the podcast. Yes. Uh, you guys are dumb. <laughs> um, I didn't hear that, so thank God. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. I'm sure we'll probably maybe argue about this a little more. Um, do you want to do favorite scenes or favorite characters first, Robbie? Um. Let's go favorite scene. We'll get that out of the way. All right. Why don't you go first since you want to do it so bad? Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Well, my favorite scene is Big Al's redemption. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. I I thought Big Al, I mean, what more can you say about Carl Winslow that hasn't been said already? The man's the best. The best. He's fantastic. I love this little redemption story. And I was surprised. I, I I really was like it. Really took me by surprise. I was shocked that that was, you know, what did him in was accidentally shooting a young kid, um, with a because he thought he had a gun. I mean, he'd be vilified. He'd be fucking fired. He'd be sent off like Napoleon on some fucking desert island, never to be seen again. But um, yeah, you, I just love the friendship between. Him and and Bruce in this movie, obviously over a walkie-talkie. So, but you just felt them. You know, he was he always had his back, never lost faith in him, believed in everything he was saying. While you know, the police officers and the FBI, you know, didn't thought he was being tricked by by Bruce Willis's character. Uh, I enjoyed the ending when he shot the 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 last terrorist. I forgot his name, Hans and Franz. I forgot the guy's name, but I enjoyed <laughs> that. Uh, I laughed out loud when they dropped the dead body on him and he started fucking freaking even though it's not part of uh, the scene. 
But the just this the redemption at the end when they got to see each other and hug each other. I love a good bro hug. I love hugging my bros when I see him. Um, so I was really excited about that. And then he shot the guy right in the fucking, you know, a couple of times, boom away a couple of times. So I enjoyed that. So like I said, you know me. I know Benny makes fun of me because I'm a big dialogue guy. You know, he uh he uh he gave it to me a couple of weeks ago when uh, we were out. But um yeah, love a good redemption and big Al got one. So Al Powell. As redemption arc was my favorite scene. Now, God damn it, now! <laughs> uh, didn't you think that scene was funny that there was literally, I don't know, 740 cops outside mm-hmm. and this fucking huge dude has an automatic rifle and had way too much time to not get shot. Like, he just yeah. walked right out there with the fucking yeah. gun. Yeah, and he, and he also just didn't shoot. Right. Just like, there was a couple times in the movie where where the bad guy had the gun ready to shoot and they just took way too long. I mean, and I know it's every a, action movie. I know yeah. it's a movie. I know it's a movie, but them not hitting Bruce Willis once on top of the roof with the fucking automatic machine gun from the helicopter. I hate shit like that. I know it's a movie, <laughs> but at least nip him somewhere. Hit him in the Achilles or something. Yeah. Agent Johnson. So. Those two guys, please. Those two idiots. I was in junior high, dickhead. <laughs> uh, Benny, you want to go with your favorite scene? Or? Sure. Uh, my favorite scene was, it's not a flashy one. It's the moment where uh, Hans and John meet up and they're both playing that game against each other uh, where they're, I, I think John knows right from the beginning who he's dealing with. Maybe he doesn't know he's Hans, but they both don't trust each other and they're playing each other Um, just to see them two finally meet up. um, I thought was great. I loved watching those two go at it and, you know, the reveal of Hans shooting the gun, but there's no bullet in it. Uh, Just great. And even though it's not the final encounter between the two of them, they get split up from there. I just, that was like, that's the moment you're waiting for the whole movie. And just to see them go toe to toe was like a nice little, a nice little touch. Oh, don't shoot, don't shoot. <laughs> yeah, that was his American accent isn't great either. Yeah. No. Don't do don't do accents, Alan. Yeah, just keep your regular voice. Um no, good choice. Um I don't know, it's really hard for me to pick, but I think I'm gonna go chalk and pick the last scene. Uh well, not the last scene, but the Alan Rickman or Hans Gruber's death scene, the iconic falling from the building. Um, And I think like Benny mentioned before, the fact that that was shot, they, I don't know if you, I'll just say it, but like they dropped him. He didn't realize he was getting dropped. So that reaction on his face was real. Um, I think that's, yeah, one of the most iconic deaths um, in cinema. Like it's definitely... I don't know, but the iconic death, but the scene, his death scene is is extremely iconic. Um, yeah, and I'm picking that because it was hard for me to pick any others. There's so many good scenes. Basically, every time Bruce Willis is doing anything in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, I think they said that they were going to go on three, and they went on one. Yeah, and it, and it, but so that's a definitely iconic scene. Iconic deaths, I go that, and then Brooks hanging from a fucking hanging from oh. the uh, hotel room, please. <laughs> R.I.P. 
Um, some power. Any uh any Ani mentions from anybody? Yeah, welcome to the party, pal. Like I said, when he drops uh <laughs> he drops the body and uh Al freaks out. That was great. I love that. And that that got a chuckle out of me. And yeah, he just fucking good. drove in reverse for about six hundred yards. <laughs> so that was funny. Yeah, I mean any of the you know, the Al and John conversations, like just that whole relationship developing was great and obviously you get that payoff at the end where they see each other and i'm so glad that they did they saw each other and they actually went up to each other and hugged each other and they didn't do the nod (laughs) they just go about their separate ways and never see each other ever again um so i I enjoyed the two of them uh you know throughout the whole movie yeah same go ahead robbie no sorry i go ahead no, I was just going to say, like, same that every scene with them, too, and their relationship building was awesome. Um, I mean, every Bruce Willis fight or action scene, you know, when he kill, well, he thinks he kills Carl or um, shoots the guy through the table or jumps into the he's in the vents. Like, I mean, all these things are so good. My favorite. The vent scene, I keep saying I'm going to get it, but I've seen a lot of Christmas ornaments where it's it's Bruce Willis in the vent. You hang that. <laughs> nice. I fucking love that. <laughs> Come to the coast. It'll be great. We'll have a few laughs. <laughs> fucking California. Fucking California. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not picking a lot of scenes out of the fact that I can't pick any, but I'm not because they're just so many that I love. Um you know, every, everything with Argyle, amazing. Yeah. You know, everything with uh, someone brought it up before. Um, Holly was awesome. Like every scene she was in, she was fucking witty and didn't take shit from anybody. Ellis, amazing. So fucking funny, but he's such a prick. So, <laughs> yeah, so many good scenes um, that I love that they're all on mentions to me. Well, that's like even, you know, when you talk about Argyle and I was kind of talking about Holly and John, the way John was acting in the beginning of the movie, just that conversation between John and Argyle, a regular action movie, he would have been like, I'm gruff. I'm not going to like give in to you being like a funny guy. And like just that way that whole conversation evolved and they ended up like, you know, by the end of the, the conversation, he's like, all right, you're a good guy, Argyle. And he walks off and then they ha- they have that connection. He's not just this one dimensional, you know, I'm a cop and no one, you know, I'm, I take everything seriously. So just those little things about the movie, I think made it so much better for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, every, almost every character that had lines and what was just a delight. Yeah. Loved them all. Um, I'm going to have to go quickly when, uh, yeah. Hans and Hans and the uh, the guys break into the building. I enjoyed that. I enjoy a scene like that where you break in and then all of a sudden, you know, you're cutting the, you're cutting the power, you're cutting the elevator. I, I, I love a good scene where they show you, you know, how they're doing all these things to, you know, invade the building. Like I said, cut the power, elevator. You got the smart guy tapping into the electronics and going and going crazy. You got a couple guys shooting a couple security guards and then, you know, dressing up as them. So, you know, you got a little hockey puck that's a smoke bomb or mm-hmm. something like that. I enjoy stuff like that. So seeing that how that how they take over the building is always something that uh that enjoys me in a, in an action movie. 
And yeah, just to, agree. Just I love that too. Not not to make this segment like the whole podcast, but just the, the scene with Takagi where he dies it was yeah. a great scene. Like that was that was awesome. Like the the whole conversation between the two of them and like Hans, you're like, all right, this guy doesn't fuck around. Like he, if he doesn't get what he wants, he will fucking pull the trigger. Um, so I just kind of thought that that set the tone for the whole movie. Right. Like he had like every little detail planned. If it wasn't for John McClane, it would have been like the perfect heist. Like, yeah. The and fact not only that, that, like he had a backup for everything. Right. Yeah. Like if this didn't happen, okay. Or if the FBI comes, they're going to do this. Like, right. so yeah, like you're saying. That's what I'm saying. John McClane really fucked them up. Yeah. On Christmas, no less. <laughs> Um, unbelievable unbelievable what a movie what a christmas movie (laughs) (laughs) um it's it's a christmas movie and it's not i mean i was arguing a little more for one side like i definitely love it around christmas but it's an action movie they're attacking a building just like home alone i'll say it's nice how we kind of the way we talked about doing this movie now it's a cool transition movie yeah to get sure. into the holiday spirit yeah because some people think it's christmas movie and some people don't yeah um all right least favorite scenes um who, wait who just went last you you oh shit all right so <clears throat> i don't have a lot of least favorite scenes i will say one scene that always bothers me um is the when um powell goes into the building for the first time um, and that security guard is sitting there and he's just it's I don't know why it just annoys me. He's like very over the top with the fucking football game. <laughs> I put $50 on them like just yeah, uh, something about it is just kind of corny and cheesy. But I, I mean, I get it. Um, yeah, that that's like the only one I could really think of. Maybe you guys thought of um, some ones that I'll agree with. But yeah. Just that one. For some reason, that guy bothers me doing his f- fake security god shtick. He was almost like uh, like a Terminator. Right. Like trying to fit in. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, the introduction of Ellis when he's trying to bang <laughs> uh, Holly McLean. Uh, dude, he was. Oh, man. I mean, spoiler alert. I, I, I can't hold it back anymore. Such a prick. Like, great character for the movie, but such a fucking prick. I hated everything about him. He was, like, such, I mean, shout such out. Such character. Yes. Shout out. If I was at the party, I'd be like, yo, Ellis, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> uh, to try to, you know, hit the slopes with him. But Shout out, no, drug guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. Um, but, yeah, he was such a douche. And just that whole rapey vibe he gave off in the beginning. There was... I knew that there might have been some redemption redemption coming for him. Shout, uh, spoiler alert: there wasn't any really. Um, but yeah, I didn't want any for him after that. Well, it's like who fucking drinks a coke with no ice? Tell so fucking stay yeah, lunatic. <laughs> well, let me ask coke. you this: in that <laughs> yeah. scene, did he ask for coke and get coke, or did he ask for a coke <laughs> and got coke? And got coke. <laughs> Maybe he, he got, got coke. Yeah. coke. Yeah. yeah, you guys got any coke? And the <laughs> European gangsters are just like, uh, go see if we have any coke around. 
brought him a Coke. Was it a Coke? It was a Coca-Cola. Oh, it was like Dr. I thought I messed up. It was a Dr. Pepper. Uh, no, Coke. I think he asked for Coke and they gave him a Coke instead of what he really wanted. Yeah, like some blow. He said, I don't got any blow. And then they would have said, yeah, we got some blow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, God, my. My least favorite scene is a quick scene. It was the, the two FBI agents in the fucking helicopter. That was so <laughs> stupid. It's like fucking numb. Like, shut up. Shut up. I mean, they're just flying around LA with fucking machine guns, like two psychopaths. Like, I thought I was in fucking um, Full Duty. Metal Jacket. Yeah, like Call of Duty Apocalypse Full Metal Jacket. Now like, or yeah. Like, what's going on around here so that just kind of threw me off like that i was like this is fucking stupid and i just didn't like those guys i forgot where the white dude's from i, I he looks so familiar i forgot what movies he's from but johnson and johnson kind of stung for me <laughs> big johnson was robert davy he was in the goonies yes 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 yes. i think he was the one of the uh one of the one sons. of the uh robbers yeah yeah. Like one of the yeah, big mama's one of big mama's sons. One of the Fratelli brothers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was making a mortadelle sandwich in the back when when what's his name was freaking out. <laughs> but yeah, that was my uh that's all you needed to say. That's exactly where he was from. I don't need to know any other movies he was in. <laughs> there you go. Love so it. thank you. Benny, not wow. a big Goonies guy, but that's that's for different time, big, different place. Yeah. Wasn't a big Goonies guy. It's because it's it was, overrated trash. It was way <sighs> too late. It was way too late to see it for me. Yeah, it, it was great when I was fucking eight. Again, yeah, let me just boost out. Let me just boost out with the overrated trash because I have so many fucking Fifth Element takes that I can explode. <laughs> well, because there was one actor that you didn't like in it. I mean, don't even get me. We. The opening, scene, the opening scene. The opening scene. We're gonna move on. It's Christmas we're season. A, we're having a good time. <laughs> Let's not spoil it on the Christmas season. We're gonna go we'll to the coast. Have a couple of Let's laughs. Go. We're gonna have a couple have of laughs. The coast. Come out to the coast. Have a couple of laughs. Um. All right. So we any only mentions on that? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I really yeah. have a lot of these favorite scenes. Everything yeah. was well, well directed, tightly packed. Um, all right, so then let's do characters. You guys want to do least or favorite character first? I mean, let's go, let's go least. Let's get the bad vibes out of the way. I yeah. love it. Ben, you want to go first? Since Fucking Alice. Fuck you, Alice. <laughs> no, piece wrong. of shit. Wrong. <laughs> Fuck you. I understand you as a character, but he is just such a scumbag, coked out dick. Um, and then when he... I the only redeeming thing about him is he protects Holly. Right. But still, he was so fucking cocky in that scene. He couldn't take John's advice. He blew it. He got his head blown off while he was doing blow. I hate him. I'm done with him. I never want to see that guy again. I'm so glad he's cinematically dead. Because if he would have popped up in Die Hard 2, there was no way I was ever watching that movie. So Ellis, get out of here. Least favorite character. Babe, I closed million dollar deals for breakfast. <laughs> I can handle this Euro trash. Fuck you. But let me tell you something right now. Shout out to that company. What a fucking holiday party. Titties oh, out, please. Coke everywhere. Classic. Nobody fucking cares. Stand up 69s. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> Live music. 
Christmas uh, decorations guys, everywhere. Guys straight up talking back to the boss. He didn't even care. Yeah. You do I mean, I'm going right to fucking, his, his yeah, boss. I'm going to fucking Bertucci's for fucking a holiday party. These guys are getting their fucking, you know, one guy's getting sucking on titties in the boss's office and the other guy's doing blow off of, you know, Holly McClain's desk and the boss doesn't even care. <laughs> what a time to be alive, I guess, in the 80s. Yeah. That was just standard practice. Um, <laughs> you want to go next? Yeah, my least serious character is Argyle, the limo driver. Uh, How dare you? you know, How what? dare you? Let me if you if you know me, if you know my rants on a going great podcast, what's one thing I hate in life? A talkative driver. True. Okay. All right. I That's fair. Okay. When I am coming in with a buzz off the streets in Brooklyn with my with my boys, and I'm driving home. Shout out Lyft, ten percent off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I want, and I could I could be sober too. It doesn't matter what it is. The last thing I want is somebody talking to me in the car. I don't want to speak to anybody. I'm not personable in that aspect of my life with an Uber driver. So if I'm getting off a plane, right, cross country flight, I'm tired. You know, I need to I need to like ball up my feet so I'm okay when I get when I get to the hotel or where I get to the building. Uh, I don't want anybody talking to me, and and. and Argyle was just too much, too much, too many questions. Just shut the fuck up, Argyle. I don't want to talk about my relationship status. I don't want to talk about my problems with my wife. I'm very tired. I just got off a flight, six hours. I want to fucking, I want to go. I want to go. Leave me alone. So Argyle, just shut up, man. I don't care for you. Wow. Shocker. I'm shocked. Once he, once he, once he opened his mouth in the car, I hit the notepad, boom, that was least it. fair character. Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, whatever. That's why we do the show. I personally love Argyle, but that's my opinion. Um, my least favorite character is probably Agent Johnson, the the fucking white one, Big Johnson, whatever they call him. He was just fucking annoying. Like, shut up. This isn't fucking nom. This is LA. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, that was the one like trope in this movie that like wasn't kind of like not flipped on its head, but like actually given thought to. It was just the two FBI guys rolling up. All right, we're taking over. We're going to fuck everything up. Yeah. And then we're going to be in a helicopter like it's like it's, you know, we're dropping in on Warzone. But I think that I I disagree with you there. I think that it was thought through that they it's purposeful that they are just fucking, you know, idiots flashing their dicks all over the place. Yeah. And just being like, we're doing this because they completely fuck it all up. Just True. like, um, just like the uh, deputy, whatever the fuck he was, that deputy commissioner was fucking it up because he was going by the playbook. Yeah, no, you're Hans, right. You're right. Hans don't play that shit. He has an answer for all that garbage. Hans gave him the fucking matamba. <laughs> um, any any mentions for least favorite characters? Yes. Dwayne T. Robinson. That was the news anchor, right? <laughs> uh, Helsinki, Sweden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. And, and the other one that... Uh, oh! The reporter? That sh- yeah, the reporter. The reporter Dude, is the fucking worst. asshole. 
Such an yeah. asshole. My I'm least so favorite. I'm changing. I'm so glad Holly fucking decked him at the end of the movie. That like took her character to from like a nine to like a ten and a half. Yeah, that was I'm, awesome. I'm officially changing mine to that guy. Right. I fucking hate him. He's in something else that I fucking hate too. And I don't remember what it is, but he just he's got this. Oh, fucking Ghostbusters. He's Walter Peck. He's the fucking jerk off that turns the turns the entrapment unit off. Fuck mm. douche. Yeah. Uh, I also Dang. didn't like um, Theo. Um, Hans is like, was a dick, like tech guy. He was fucking thought he was hot shit, and then Argyle slugged him good. I mean, <laughs> it looked like he was like punching in slow motion, but he still got him. <laughs> That's other too. Argyle, yeah, he hit him like with the least amount of force for a punch, and then knocked him out for the entire movie. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that would have punched out of a paper bag. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. Um, any other least faves? No. All right. Let's do faves. Who who did I fucking go last again and I forgot? Yeah. Okay. Um Oh my god, I didn't want to go first. Um All right, I'm not going to I'm not going to steal him from anybody. I will just pick John McClane and I won't steal who I think Robbie wants to take, maybe Benny, I don't know. There's a lot of characters that I really love. If they don't get picked, I'll put them in my Ani mentions, but I'll just go John McClane only because I'm first, but I'm going to regret it. All right. And want to expound or I mean, he, he's fucking awesome, um, but I'm already regretting saying that now <laughs> that I'm just thinking of all the other characters, but now I want to see what you guys pick. But yeah, I mean, he's fucking John McClane. Yeah. Yippee motherfucker. I love that line, too, because after hearing it for so long, I thought it was going to be such a cheesy line. Right. And the that way he awesome. delivered it and like the context it was in, I was like, all right, uh, I'll let it go. Robbie, who's your favorite? My favorite character is Hans Gruber. Oof. Give me a nice, classy terrorist in a movie and in an impeccable suit. Uh, Hans was, you know, incredible, intelligent, ruthless, and extremely quick on his feet. And I enjoyed that about him. I thought he made the movie. Obviously, uh, Bruce Willis is the star, the action hero. I mean, without him, this movie doesn't work, obviously. But you need somebody to balance off of that. And I think Hans Gruber did that. I think Alan Rickham was awesome. You know, obviously chill out with the accents. You, you couldn't just, the, the man's, you know, from England. You, you couldn't just have a, a, you know, a British accent. Um, maybe that was a sign of the time. I don't know. But I think Alan Rickman's fantastic. I thought he was fantastic in this movie. Uh, I think he's a great actor. Rest in peace. But yeah, he had a nice balance with Bruce Willis's character and the way they played off each other. You know, Bruce obviously was a little, or John McClane was, I don't want to say flashy, but kind of a hothead. But then you had like a steel little reserve from Hans. And like you said, that's what I thought was so great about him. He could snap at any moment. Like you said, Benny, J 
just with the quickness. If you didn't like what you were saying or you were fucking up his plans and you weren't giving in to his demands, boom, you're dead. Who cares? Like you said, he had a backup for everything. He had plans laid out and then he had backup plans to those plans if they didn't work out. So that's what I want in my, in my you know, I don't want, is it antagonist? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want my antagonist. I want someone like him, cool, calm, collective, in a fantastic suit, but also a steel, stone cold serial killer in the fuck in in the flesh. So I thought he played it perfect, and I thought he seriously. I think he's one of the greatest villains in in cinema history. I think he's that's how good I thought he was. Strong agree. Great pick would have been my pick. Um, but I'll you know, hey, listen, if he's there. I have no qualms with taking Mr. Reginald Vell Johnson as Sergeant Al Powell. I mean, you know, I, I touched on it a couple times. I loved the relationship between him and John. I loved his redemption arc at the end. I like that, you know, he was on it the whole time. Like, oh, I there's something up with this guy. Like, I think he's he he either was a cop, he is a cop. You know, I, I like that he believed him. It was just a great a great role from him and, and you know obviously how can you not have a soft spot for the man after growing up with with family matters so it was nice to see him in something else um yeah i loved it i loved him and i'm I'm glad he was in this movie i got a treat for you a, a christmas present you might say yes he returns in die hard too fantastic really gotta watch it oh, he returns in the progressive commercials too he does do that. I give him fucking all the work. He I don't understand every like, movie. He's very good. He's yeah. a very good actor. Like, where are the roles for him? Like, he, he, I know you listen. Imagine that was it. Come on, tell us why. What's going on? <laughs> Do you ever see that uh, Keen's Peel skit where uh, I think Peel? is playing Reginald Bill Johnson and he's going <laughs> no. to talk. I'll, I'll find it and send it to you. But basically he's going to like talk to like the studio executive about like, why is Urkel taking over the show? It's, it's great. I'll, <laughs> I'll find that. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> I love it. He's in some stuff, but yeah, it's not like I need him to be in everything. I love everything. Him. Just, I want him to be a dad and everything. I don't care. A strong agree. Um, any Ani mentions? I feel like there's a number of them. Yeah, shout out Bonnie. Yeah, fantastic. I thought she was great. Um, yeah, I thought well written, well acted. Uh, the punch at the end really got me going. I thought it was gonna be Bruce Willis, John McClane, that was gonna hit him, but I was so happy when she did because that guy was such a sleazeball, big time. Uh, yeah, she was great. Loved her. Like she just didn't. She was awesome. Like I almost wish there was more of her in the movie because you could tell. Like I mean, listen, you married to John McClane, even though you're separated right now. You're a tough motherfucker. Mm. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of shit. <laughs> and the thing is too, like I feel like I've seen a bunch of '80s movies or '90s movies where the female leads, like I don't know how they get casted. Uh, I thought she was a very, very good actress. Yeah. So very believable. Uh, Could have went in any other direction if they if they hired somebody different, like maybe Mrs. Tiny Lester or somebody like that. Who knows? <laughs> with, if they, you know, things like that. Sarah Connor. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, 
not necessarily my favorite character, but shout out to the guy in the manhole that looked like Michael Keaton. I made me look yeah. up if that was Michael Keaton for like 15 minutes. <laughs> so shout out to him. Who is that guy? That guy's, that guy's familiar too. I don't know. I, I seriously thought he was Michael Keaton for like 15 minutes. I'm like Googling Michael Keaton diehard, but die it hard. wasn't him. Uh, I don't know. Uh, city worker. He's been in some stuff. Good for him. You know who else I like? And not, I don't like him in this movie that much because he's kind of a doofus. But, um, the guy who plays um the 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 other cop the like the deputy chief Paul Gleason he's in a bunch he was in like Breakfast Club Trading Places even back Clarence Clarence Beaks I love him um and I don't know I said I loved Argyle some of the thugs I don't love them because they were good I just love them because they're fucking just goofs goofballs yeah 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 oh um uh what's his name takagi i loved him he was in it for just a few minutes but he just was i don't know so stand up guy yeah wow let's his workers do blow doesn't yeah, give right? up the password gives himself that's up. it that's the boss you want that is right, not yeah. a micromanager no, that he he just wants let let the boys have fun, you know. <laughs> as long as you have, as long as you you know you you hitting your uh, quota at the end of the month, you could do whatever you want. That's the kind yeah. of boss I want to work for. Strong agree. Um, any other character notes that we need to hit on, or we could go back to some scenes if there's anything we forgot. Good. Um, is there anything? you guys can think of to make this movie better. The only thing I can think of is, and it, 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 it couldn't have been done in the time, but just better, better CGI. Cause that one scene where they yeah. like, they blew up the bomb. The, the fire that came out of the building was so bad. It looked like they took like construction paper with fire printed on it. and just put it over, <laughs> over the building. Cause it was just, it was terrible, but you know what can you do that? But that would that would have made the movie a little bit better for me. Yeah, I thought the special effects were pretty good. That one was was a little rough, but overall, I thought yeah, they were yeah. very good. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck am I saying? Holly, I said Bonnie. What an asshole! Mom, Bonnie's her fault. real name. Bonnie's her real name. Yeah. Sorry. That's Holly. why. I, yeah, that's close. Holly. Holly Gennaro. And her name is Bonnie Bedella. Yeah. Holly San Gennaro. Yeah. Um, but Robbie, anything from you as far as making it better? Yeah, I was I was hoping that Argyle got into an accident before he, <laughs> he before he made it to the airport. Like they transported him to the hospital, so he wasn't in the movie. And then it, <laughs> they just showed showed John McCain from the airport getting in the cab, and then right to the to the building. So Argyle yeah. the nose the nosy fucking limo driver. <laughs> stay in your lane, figuratively and literally. Stay in your lane, Argyle. Um, I still can't believe the Argyle slander. I mean, I I believe it because you're right. You don't like talking of drivers, but yeah, you gave a good reason why. But yeah, still. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I'd rather know, Anne I don't... Hathaway drive me 
<laughs> to the building. Would you so would you rather have Anne Hathaway drive you? Yeah, because they'd be a nice little view. All right, fair. So Rob, you marry fuck kill Anne Hathaway, Tiny Lister, and Argyle. <laughs> I have to marry Anne Hathaway. Okay. I'm gonna have to kill Tiny Lester. Oh. And I'm gonna have to fuck I'm gonna have to fuck All right, fair. Just put yeah. something in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> just just get yeah, put one of them both from uh, Pulp Fiction in his mouth. Nice. Um Yeah, I don't, I don't I don't think I have anything. Oh yeah, Bruce Wells, oh, yeah. Um I don't think I have anything really to make it better. Maybe um not tempt me with everyone ripping cigarettes everywhere and making me wish I could just smoke cigarettes everywhere. <laughs> uh, different times. Different times. Yeah. Just, just didn't even ask. He's in a limo and he's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Smoke him if you got him. Yeah. In the airport. Fucking doesn't matter. <clears throat> um. All right. Yeah. I mean, when we all, like it it's difficult to have any making it better but i do actually do have a way we could make it better and that's what please i will tell you about it and it's by playing america's favorite and fastest growing new game working overtime with matt damon (laughs) so in this game we cast a young middle-aged old infant we haven't done that yet maybe that's next matt damon in a role that either exists or does not exist that we make up because we're idiots and we just decided we thought it was funny. So, <laughs> and we're not letting it go. And we're never letting it go. So, <laughs> would anyone like to go first and spin the wheel? Who wants to go first? I always go first on this one. Rob, you I got a go good first. one this week? Yeah, let me give me let me get a young, smart, goodwill hunting, smart Matt Damon, lean Face for TV, voice for TV, beautiful as ever. Give me Matt Damon as Dr. Hazardorf, the author of Hostage Terrorist, <laughs> Terrorist Hostage, <laughs> a study in duality. <laughs> I mean, yeah, please imagine great. having him on your television screen, walking you through a hostage crisis, you know, little Stockholm syndrome or whatever. Him just on your screen, mesmerized. Take your mind off of the, the the horrible terrorist crisis that's going on at the Nakatomi building. And you're just looking at Matt Damon, smart. I mean, probably Pulitzer Prize winning. New York Times best-selling. People's best-looking man of the year, Dr. Hazardorf, because of what he did on television and was able to tell walk everybody through a hostage situation and what terrorists do. And it's just a study in duality. I mean, please give me Matt Damon as Dr. Hazardorf, author, sex addict, machine. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. Um, so, you know, there's one character that we have neglected to mention so far. And that I think I'm going to recast with Matt Damon. So give me a, a strong, just bricked up, firm Matt Damon as the Nakatomi building. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting bricked up just thinking about it. (laughs) Imagine his big fucking face at the front (laughs) and people just walking in Matt Damon having a Christmas party and then all of a sudden 
they're fucking trying to rob it. So no, give me, it. give me a, a firm, just muscular Matt Damon as the most <laughs> popular building in all of cinema, the right. Nakatomi building. I mean, we are just getting existential with it at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, give me a middle-aged, rugged, fresh back from Vietnam, Matt Damon as Big Johnson. Because okay. the other guy I wanted to punch in the face. And I, I need a cocky Matt Damon as an FBI guy coming in, fucking up the whole situation, and then ultimately getting his bees blown off uh, in, a, in a helicopter. So yeah, he would have he would have made the FBI storyline pop a little bit for me. Good choice. You know what? Fantastic. Maybe could have could have done a double cast and have his boyfriend Ben Affleck as the other Johnson. Little Johnson, yeah. It's it's fucked up up know who the big Johnson is in that relationship. I was gonna say it's Please. fucked up that they made the black guy Little Johnson when you know. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if you, I mean, honestly, if you've seen Affleck in, I think, Gone Girl, I don't really think he's Little Johnson. Oh. He's a big Johnson? You see you see a little, little Double J, Jeff Jarrett in there, Little Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> and shout out to Nakatomi Building. They don't make buildings like that anymore like they used to. No. I think stood its ground. That's right. Shout Took out. Took a beating. Kept on standing. That's it. Um, is there anything else? that we need to talk about this movie. I fucking was very excited to watch this movie. I'm very happy that you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm like I said, I was present pleasantly surprised. Uh if just felt like an all-around good movie. Do you guys do you have interest now in watching the sequels? Either of you? Kind of. Uh I don't know how far I'd go with them, but I I have a feeling that it might get a little played out, but I'm interested. Yeah, I feel like some of these movies don't really hit the second time around. Um, I mean, how much bad luck does this guy have? How many times is he going to run into terrorists and buildings and things like that? So uh, he's John McClane. I get it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I'd, shout I'd, out to you. They, shout, they, <coughs> word in the shoes that they call you uh, Mr. Nines around the blocks. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I hear too. That's what I said. They call you Wayne Gretzky, then Mr. Nines. <laughs> cool. you're always dressed to the nine so they should call you that no please come, come on, on Stan. come on shout um, out to shout out to my outfit this week it uh no uh no stains this week so thank god i thank stayed goodness. far away from you as much as i could that's all right thank you buddy i was expecting a fucking one cheese pizza just for me <laughs> all over the balances <laughs> A little, a nice little couple drops of oil on the shoes. Oh, oh my god, gosh. please! Like maybe some burrata, missing burrata, but they 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 put it on my shoes instead. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right. Uh, well, whether you think this is a Christmas movie or not, please let us know what you think, and maybe send us an email about our next movie, which is definitely a christmas movie and that is elf correct is that what we're doing next week yeah it's who hasn't seen it i haven't seen it can't i can't wait. believe that i still i'm still in shock it's just shock. weird it's it's one that just slipped through the cracks and it's uh, i don't know why i haven't ever watched it it's not a spite thing it's just one that i don't know i just never got around to 
Well, it's a 20 year reunion. I mean, 20 year anniversary. So there you go. I hope there's an extended cut that I can buy. Tell me, let me see. Help on the <laughs> shelf. And that's, that's the extended cut. Look out. <laughs> yeah. So send us an email about your thoughts on Die Hard or on Elf. And we'll, you know, talk about that when we talk about the movie next week. And then the week after that, just before Christmas, we'll do uh, a vote of a couple classic movies. Um, if there's one you desperately want to put in the vote, please let us know. Um, I don't know. I don't have anything else. I love this movie. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad you guys both enjoyed it and you ne never saw it before. That's fantastic. I think that's it. Anything else, guys? Not our Christmas. <laughs> All right. Robbie, tell him goodnight. Goodnight. Happy trails, Hans. Fucking Christmas. Fucking, uh, fucking California, not fucking Christmas. Ah, <laughs> uh, see? It cut is that, a Christmas cut that, movie. Cut that, cut that, cut that. No, I'm not cutting that. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. Bye. <laughs>